Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature adult audiences only. Neither of us are licensed professionals. These thoughts and opinions are our own, and they should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Instagram or our website at American-Poly.com, where you can check out our blog, leave comments, ask questions, or become a Patreon member and get exclusive access to even more Julie and Matt. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy our show. Hi there, Julie. Well, hello, Matt. Welcome to season two. Season two. I'm so excited. Are you? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've come so far. We have. We've got new equipment. We've got uh, some fun new things to play with. I kind of feel like Brittany with my headset here. Like yeah. I could be bopping around and, you know, pigtails and a schoolgirl skirt, maybe. Oh, definitely. I can see that too. <laughs> I'm on down. I'm Rocking down. it. Rocking it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe to lose the headphones at some point, but yeah. 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 It kind of kind of ruins the... Yeah. <laughs> so we we actually have a some really interesting stuff planned for our listeners this year. We do. We're, we're beefing up our social media. We're beefing yeah. up our website. We are on Instagram now. We're moving up. I know. You guys, you get you can get on there because I take lots of silly pictures. And this morning I took a picture of Matt making me breakfast because this man, he gets up and makes me breakfast, which is, well, we cook together. but We do cook together. Cook I just together. do all the chopping. He does all the chopping. And... Let's face it, like three quarters of the cooking. I made the eggs. And the eggs were delicious. <laughs> they were delicious, but I feel like that's like minimal <laughs> compared. It was good, though. It was delicious. We, had, we actually made breakfast burritos. Mm, they were tasty. And it was so freaking, it's so frigid outside today. It is. My God. I, let's, I'm ready to move to Florida. I Arizona. Don't know about New Mexico, New somewhere Mexico. warm. Somewhere warm. warm, for fuck's sake. This is just too cold. I don't like it. <laughs> right. So let's talk about today's episode. Today's yeah. episode is called Every Square Inch of Julian Matt. Every Square Inch? We're going to explore. Oh, my goodness. We're going to be like, <laughs> what are we, what are you using to explore with? <laughs> fingers. Wow. Tongue. I get a little warm over here. <laughs> um, yeah, see, we don't need to move. I just need to talk uh, to you. Oh, my God, right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm ready. Are you? Yeah. So we were not sure when we first started this podcast how well we were going to really like kind of get into this. And mm-hmm. it's really become quite fun for us. And it we, we want to continue sharing our journey and our yeah. stories and stuff. But what we neglected to do was kind of tell you guys a little bit about ourselves. Right, right. And we got so into talking about a lot of the emotional aspects that happen in swinging and poly relationships and open relationships that we really haven't shared a ton about who we are right. and our original stories how we first we we talked about how matt and i got into this type of lifestyle together but right pre julian matt right like believe it or not there's a pre julian and there's a there's a mountain back there (laughs) so we so you guys kind of knew like my first 
entry into the lifestyle with the introvert walks into meet and greet. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was kind of my first initiation, if you will. But you knew about the lifestyle before that. I did. But what did you know? Did you know like more swinging or did you know like more open relationship type things? I knew, I guess I would say it would be more swinging. And that's what kind of led me to kind of explore that a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. just to learn more about it. And as I, I mean, this goes back all the way to my, my youth. when really? I, Oh, yeah. Wow. So did you date anyone back then that would have been a potential partner that would be interested in this lifestyle? Or? No, I, I don't think so. It was just um, a curiosity. It was just more of a curiosity thing. Mm-hmm. And I was really shy and introverted. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, right. Imagine um, my darling being shy. Right. <laughs> Not as much as I was. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm still... You still a little bit. I'm I'm breaking out. Yeah. A little bit. It's it's the cutest thing because the longer that Matt and I are together and the more we explore this lifestyle, the more situations and people we meet and the more experience that we gain together, Matt has really come out of his shell a lot since I first met him. And it's it's funny because occasionally he will still get totally blown away by something or someone will be into him and he won't realize it and then he gets all shy bashful blush face the whole nine yards and it's adorable and I get to see that because that's how he was like every minute of every day when I first met him so right I I love it when those things pop out yeah Julie will point out to the fact that oh my god she was totally hitting on you and flirting with you like crazy and I'm like really seriously because she was hot and I would have been like all over that like okay But yeah, he's, he's usually it's there. usually it's the next day after we've been to a meet and greet or an event or something. Yeah. He's like, oh, my God, so-and-so was really into you last night. I'm like, just totally oblivious. And Matt's like, could I get a memo in in real time? Uh, exactly. <laughs> Not afterwards. Yeah. Can you come up and like, you know, pull on my shirt sleeve or something? And be like, hey, I need to talk to you for a second. Hey, look, she's really into you when she does this. I'm like. We need a hand signal. <laughs> no, we need like a freaking somebody out there directing jets. But like, yes, right. yes. Oh, it'd be more fun if I had like a little Nerf gun and I could just like shoot she, a dart and smack you in the forehead. <laughs> that would work. <laughs> It would be, it probably would provoke a great conversation. <laughs> what? <Have> you... <laughs> Did you just get hit in the head with a Nerf dart? I'd be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. All right. Anyway. So, so no, I mean, I let me let me redirect to the conversation right? and your question. So I've always been kind of curious, and and as I've gotten older and kind of learned more about myself and learned more about what is out there. There are some great books and mm-hmm. websites and stuff that you can kind of go to and get information. For um, sure. But Definitely. I never really did any of that until now. Well, Just, you were married for a long time. I was married for a long time. Even before I got married, I never really dated anybody who was in the lifestyle at all. Right. I heard stories of people and in the little community that I grew up, or the, well, not that I grew up, but uh, when I was married, the community that I lived in evidently was had a very large open relationship. A bunch of people lived there, but I wasn't. Really? I never knew that. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, the secrets we hold. Yeah. My former wife was telling me, she's like, yeah, evidently there's a bunch of swingers in this area. And I'm like, where are you? Well, don't you find it interesting that she knew that? Well, I, I don't know why she would know that because she must have read it or something on Facebook. Somebody or, told her. Yeah. But she wasn't open to the idea. Oh, no, no, no. I actually was joking around and suggested it one time. Yeah. And uh, and she was just like. Hard no. It, she gave me the look of death. <laughs> What did, and I, I believe her words were, what did you just say? 
Wow. Well, yeah, that's that can be. I mean, she stopped. Just it was just like yeah, and gave me the look of yeah. Yeah. So that's a hard thing when you have one person in the relationship who's interested in exploring, and then you have another person who's just like completely shuts it down. Right. That, and I know that we have had other listeners who have, you know, messaged and said, "I want to. I'm, I'm hoping to open my wife up to this, or you know, how do I approach my spouse about this, or how do I approach my partner?" And that it is a tough thing to talk about and to bring up. And I think a lot of times it, it really comes down to insecurity. Right. And your partner is like, well, wait a minute, am I not enough for you? And it really doesn't have anything to do with being enough. Yeah. So, so Matt, you said that you have always had an interest in this lifestyle, even like since you were young, since your youth. Can you can you tell me more about that? I can, actually. It's interesting that you brought that up. So when I was a kid, I liked to explore. So I would explore. And one time I came across some, you know, somebody had left a, a magazine or a book or something out somewhere. And it had pictures of multiple people. Oh, like like uh, it was like, like a, a hustler with a threesome scene or something. Yeah. Oh. So well, hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. It was like, well, I didn't. I thought this was supposed to be between two people. How come there's, you know? Oh. I was like, wow, there can be more than one. There can be more than two people. So how how old were you when you? Oh said gosh, I was probably maybe twelve. Oh my goodness. So yeah, that made it a, a huge impression then. Yeah, it did. And so I mean, I guess that's where my curiosity came. And as as I grew in adolescence and into a teenager and stuff, it was just like you know the more exploration. And I guess that was uh, I hate to date myself, but that's probably around when the internet started coming out. When I was, <laughs> you know, I know right? And, we're uh, old. <laughs> Um, ish. Ish, exactly. Um, so the more things I kind of discovered and stuff along the way, and mm-hmm. the more I realized that, hey, this would be really freaking hot. Right. And then as I became a young adult and kind of grew that way and dated and whatever, I never really met anyone who was really into the lifestyle. I worked with a couple of people that had I asked the right questions, I think they may have been in the lifestyle because I distinctly remember a story that one of them told about these two girls that went into, they were at a bar or something, and it was a pool table in the back room, and these two girls went on and put a show on for the people in the bar mm. on the pool <laughs> Lots table. Lots of fun. Yeah. I don't know that I could do the exhibition, but I was like, damn, I really would have liked to watch. <laughs> but A little bit of voyeur there. <laughs> well, well, depends. Maybe in my youth, I was just more curious than anything. Right. Then uh, I met my former wife, and we were married for quite some time, and, you know, things just don't work out sometimes and they didn't work out and then I met you and that had to be an eye opener <laughs> after my marriage I was kind of in the position like you know what this is my life and I want to make it happen the way I want it to happen I don't want to be constrained and have rules that I don't really want to follow mm-hmm. so I want to be able to do the things that I want to do and explore the things I want to explore mm-hmm. I want to make that happen yeah. so I was very fortunate and met you uh-huh. and you know we had talked quite extensively before we did we had i mean before our first date we had i don't even know how many late night three and four hour conversations and we just never ran out of things to say no we still we still do that we still have those even right? though and now i just got yeah. truly I, i've got to work in the morning i've got i've got Maybe to go, I've to, gotta bed. go. <laughs> I've got to go to bed. so just for our listeners to know we actually are not married we do not live together we don't no we um, we we both were married for a long time before this two, relationship two different people right yes <laughs> two, two different people of course and uh 
<laughs> having having both had to start over in our 40s, we kind of are just taking it a little slower just to make sure. I think we both, we enjoy our time together and we also really like having that little bit of independence still. Yeah. Because we, we both kind of got burned. And so it's good to be able to have, kind of have your cake and eat it too. Right. And that's kind of what I feel like we have. And, you know, that may change someday in the future. We we may be like, you know what, we're tired of driving back and forth. Right. <laughs> so it might yeah. happen. But I think for now it's it's good. But I, that was a question that someone did ask us is, uh, so what is your status? Because right. <laughs> you guys never really say. So Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm she is my girlfriend. Yeah. It yeah. feels weird to say girlfriend, boyfriend when you're over 40. But I know it does. I know. Because but... you're my partner. Yeah. So, yeah, my, Julie's my partner. My love muffin? How about that? Love, love, love muffin. Love muffin. <laughs> my goodness gracious. You can be blueberry. I, <laughs> <laughs> such a dork. Sometimes. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It comes out. <laughs> but, no, I, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, Julie, Julie introduced me to the lifestyle. We have explored this together, and we've kind of grown together in this lifestyle. It's been we've, a couple of years now. So. Yeah. We've yeah. talked about things extensively. We have. And we talked about them a lot because when we first met, I was already in the lifestyle. I it, actually was. Right. And I had yeah. so many questions. And oh, so it did, just yeah. sparked so many conversations between us and it kind of grew and grew. And the more it kind of actually sparked questions in you as well. Mm -hmm. And you had questions and I had questions and we would kind of like, well, how do you feel about this? And how do you feel about that? And what about, you know, when we met this couple, what, what did you think? Or right. we've had different situations where we met couples and I'm just kind of like, well, that didn't go away. We thought it did at all. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, too, is like we've our relationship started open. Mm -hmm. And has always been open. Yeah, because when I first met you, you were actually dating a couple of gentlemen. Uh -huh. and Casually. Casually. And then you were also living with a couple. I was. I was living in a triad. Right. So there's a lot going on inside that. And kudos to you for not, like, considering that you had come from such a vanilla lifestyle. It and was... then you meet me and you must be like... Wow. <laughs> what is going on here? I, I think if our first date hadn't gone as well as it did, I would have been like, yeah, that, you know, that was fun. But that was fun. But she's a lot of work. <laughs> not necessarily a lot of work. I've just been like, wow, I don't know if I can keep up with that. <laughs> our first date was epic. It was like crazy long. It was. It was. It was a 14 hour first date. It, but yeah. And it started at like 10 a.m. and ended at. Midnight. One eight, one a.m. midnight. It was late. It was late. It was late. But the amazing thing about it was, and I don't know if any of our listeners can relate to this. I guess I would say, is that you've ever been with someone that when you met them, they're just so amazing, and you're having such an amazing time, and it's just like everything just falls into place. And you, if you feel like you've known this person forever, and you just don't want it to end, and I think that's kind of where we were. It was just like. And it was a Sunday, and so Matt had to work the next morning, and it was like 1 a.m., and he's like, I've got to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, God, it was amazing. It was an incredible first date. Yeah. Yes, it was an incredible first date. See? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Mm. So, Julie, I think I've given a pretty good insight. Is there anything else that you think our listeners should know? About you? Yeah. So, Matt, I know that your marriage kind of dwindled a little over the years from what you've told me. Like it started strong and then kind of tapered off to the end there. And as it was tapering, I know you said you had like 
kind of done some research and you had found a few things in and around the community that interested you. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there are people that can probably relate to their marriages starting off really strong. I mean, we got along great in the beginning and, you know, as time progressed and we kind of grew in separate directions a little bit. And I think, you know, that happens and you, you can, I think that happens in a lot of marriages. Oh, I totally agree with that. But, you know, un for the unfortunate thing is that, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, I look at it fortunately. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I, I'm saying for people out there in general, I mean, you know, I think I, I'm happier now. Oh, yeah. But I think for people out there that, you know, they start to grow apart and they don't really know how to get back together. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to find that spark again. And, you know, there's so many people that, that just stay married because it's convenient. And we didn't. But so my curiosity for the lifestyle, even when I was married, it has ebbs and flows when I was married because of the, you know, different marriage situations that you're in and whatever. But it was always there. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really know what our community had as far as lifestyle stuff until my marriage was in its waning years. And I was kind of like, well, I, just out of curiosity... Let me see what's out there. And I wasn't planning on going. I wasn't planning on attending or anything or just I was just curious what, you know, obviously the, the Internet is more popular now than it was when I got married a long time ago. So there was more information out there and available. And so I did some research and I found out that there was, you know, there was a couple of places in town that had meet and greets and different different things like that. So different venues, different venues, mm -hmm. um, which I found very interesting. And, you know, I didn't really do anything with it. I just kind of was like, okay, I know this is here and, and put it away. I, I didn't know that my marriage was in the dire straits. You know, I knew that it was kind of on its waning legs, but right. I didn't know to the extent of how bad it really was. And anyway, so after my marriage was over, I kind of started redeveloping that and re really researching more mm -hmm. and finding out what more and more things were and you know, then you hear about these different groups. Uh, you hear about different uh, different things going on in the community. And uh, as I'd mentioned before, I'm very much an introvert, and there's no way I would really force myself to go and do these things. Yeah, uh, I can't see you going to an event as a bluefish. No, I just can't. No, uh, I I mean I, I could probably do it now. Yeah. I, but I don't know. I definitely couldn't couldn't have done it then. Yeah. But and even today, it would be tough for me to do that just because I don't, it's such a different atmosphere for bluefish. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if you're a nice guy and you dress nice and all these things, you know, it just takes time to, right. to, to develop that. Right. Um, well, not only that, I think that I, I have this image in my head that you would go and you would get there and you would be there and, but you would struggle to approach. Yeah. Because I know how, I know how that's where your shyness first comes in. Right. And yeah. I'm the opposite. I don't have any problem with the approach. Mine is more, I can talk to anybody, but once I start talking to them, then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Mm, this is probably not the person for me. I don't know how to extract myself. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I shoot you in the head That's with a nerf dart. <laughs> All right. You're like <laughs> waving at me frantically. I know. Come rescue me, please. We, no. we actually had this happen at an event one time not that long ago. Um, there was a bluefish there who was... And I was nice because he ended up sitting at the same table that we did. And so, of course, I'm going to say, hi, how are you? And, you know, then he was like, oh, you know, it's so hard for single guys. I'm like, it really is. But just, you know, you got to keep your chin up. You know, I'm trying to be supportive and trying to be 
like maybe a little bit cheerleader-ish. I mean, and I, I, I think that kind of backfired because I really wasn't into him. Not but, sexually speaking. I think, you know, he's a nice guy, but he just wasn't my kind of nice guy. Right. I mean, he was respectful. Right. Oh, very much so. Until uh, I learned after the fact, you know, like the next day, like you were telling me that he asked, so he asked if he could dance with Julie. Right. And I was like, sure, you know, go ahead. You know, thanks for asking. And uh, so they come back and he's like, hey, I really appreciate you letting me dance with her. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, you know, that's her body, man. You know, I appreciate you asking, but that's really her choice. Right. And, um. Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't learn until after the fact that he was a little handsy with you. And, he was a little handsy and with that's, floor. that's where my... Uh... Not as nice as you thought. Well, I mean, it, also, too, this was at an event, and everyone had had a couple of drinks. It's everyone there is... I've never done that at an event. <laughs> I know. You wouldn't. But there are other men who would. And not necessarily just bluefish. Right. So it... It's a it's a thing, and it's not anything. I mean, I could I can use my words, and I could have been like, "Hey, you know, hands up here, baby." Right. <laughs> so it's one of those things. What can you do? But right. uh, it wasn't necessarily something like I was super into. But at the same time, it wasn't so far over the line with me that it was offensive. Right. So getting back to oh yeah, off subject. Sorry. Yeah. We, Sorry. We went way off subject. I know. I know. I know. Anyway, so. Yeah, that's my, my kind of introduction to the lifestyle, and it mm-hmm. was with Julie, mm-hmm. and the very first time that we ever, that I ever got really naked with multiple people was when... Oh, I had a party. No, you didn't. No, it wasn't my party. No, it was, when we went back, it was like freaking so early in the morning in the basement. Friends party. Yes. Friends party first. Then we had a party with the same people. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. my timeline backwards. Right. No, that's okay. But no, that was my first entry. So your first, multi- the first time was with all those people? Yeah. Oh, baby. I, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was, I, I, wow. I'll have to tell you guys about that. And maybe we can, I can give you guys a brief synopsis. Yeah, but, I think you should. So we go back at super early in the morning. We um, were out with friends we at were, a club. We were. Not, All lifestyle friends. Yeah, and it wasn't like a dance party <laughs> club. It was a... <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? That was my rendition of the club, you know. <laughs> oh, my God, Matt. <laughs> um, it wasn't one of those clubs. It was actually, we we were at a different venue, but it was a... It was really... more of a swanky, um, vintage vibe feeling place that had like a cabaret show. Yes. Yeah. So it was it, it was more retro vibe. Yeah. Really cool though. Was. I love that place. I know. COVID. Yeah. Anyway, so we ended up going back to their house mm-hmm. and there was a big group of us. Not a huge group, but it was more than five, less than ten. And <laughs> I love how it's by the numbers. <laughs> just saying they can use their imagination. They don't all of us were naked. Yeah. It was fun, baby. Yeah, but she ends up getting me naked and it's the first time I've ever seen a couple Actually, having sex within inches of me. <laughs> I did get you naked. I did undress you. I know you did. And I then did. I mean, I was kissing you at the same time. I know. And then yeah. you were giving me a blowjob, and I'm right? watching our friends have sex inches away from me. And wow. yeah, yeah, that's it. Was then there was some trading happening. There was yeah, actually, yeah, I played with this. Yeah, I ended up playing with her, and then wow, there was a lot that happened that night. Actually, mm-hmm. I yeah, uh, I got to play with three different women. I guess the first time I ever got naked with a group. Right. There yeah. there are some, there's probably some uh, listeners right now, some gentlemen listeners thinking, damn, how does that happen? <laughs> Just got to meet the right woman. I guess so. <laughs> Why are you turning red? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's hot in here. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's how that's that's my entry into the lifestyle. Yeah. So the, the, literally the first time you played, I didn't realize that because my perception of our beginning story is different from yours because I was already in the lifestyle. So things like that seemed quote normal to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't, more accepting, right? I, right. And I and wow, I when we talk about it now and the things I know about you now, yeah, that we've been together so long, I think you poor baby. <laughs> I didn't do a very good job of making sure that you were okay. I just was like, hey, let's go get naked with six of my friends. <laughs> right. I mean, it was, it was, wow. Yeah. And then we all sat around afterwards and then I didn't realize this until afterwards, but you guys were done and I was still playing with our one friend. And, you were, yeah. And like. We were just the, watching. I know. And it was wild. It was hot. I, I know. <laughs> but I was just like, after the fact, they were like, we didn't know she could make those noises. I'm right? just like. I was like, yeah. kind of. In, I'm getting. I feel like I'm getting. You're, you're turning red. But I am, I am it's, I? it's the talented tongue, baby. It's all it is. I don't. I don't. It's, it's a good. I, I don't think I went. I down think on you her. have an extra tongue muscle. I don't think I went down on her. You didn't. I don't think so. Oh. No, I know for a fact I didn't. Know. I would say that that's usually what it is, but. <laughs> no, it was just my fingers. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Got to find the spot. <laughs> I'm pretty good at finding the spot. You are good at finding the spot. I would totally agree with that. Okay. So anyway. Anyway. Yes. So that kind of speeds us up to here. So Julie and I are dating mm -hmm. and we approach the lifestyle to together. Right. Now, we in the past have had a lot of secondary relationships. Yeah. At least I, I have had a lot of secondary relationships. I've had several secondary relationships. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, we're kind of approaching everything together. Yeah. And I think I really... Personally, for me, I really enjoy when we approach things together as opposed to lots of individual dating or secondary relationships, mainly because I just, I, it's not, you, I miss the element of being able to share my emotions and my, and that sexual energy with Matt. And when we approach as a couple and date another couple, whether it's, there's another uh, podcaster out there called the accidental swingers and they did an episode on sexual swinging versus social swinging and if you haven't listened to it you should go listen to it i think it's episode four for them and it is so good because there are times when matt and i approach this as sexual swinging where we aren't really we know we're probably not going to forge a relationship especially if we're at an, a, a party or at a hotel takeover or something we know that the chances of you know especially if somebody lives out of state or something you might keep in contact but you're not going to see them often right whereas sometimes we approach this as social swinging where we are establishing friendships and relationships and sometimes those relationships go deeper than friendship we we are in a quad with a couple that really it's really very it's very social it's very connected right so it i guess it just depends on you know which which but we like approaching it together at least i do i i like being able to share what's happening with matt and i feel like when we have secondary relationships we don't get to share as much right so that's kind of where we're at that's from my perspective that's where we're at right now so i mean we are still growing and we're still learning and we're still having wonderful conversations about the lifestyle mm -hmm. and about each other and i feel like julie i've shared some of my story and my backstory here so what about you when did you kind of first discover that you really enjoyed like being in the lifestyle and or did you ever have thoughts of it when you were younger? No, actually, I didn't really know much about it. I didn't even know that it existed. So I've always been kind of flirty. Even when I was married and before I was married, I've always been super outgoing, super talkative and on the flirty side. My ex-husband 
was introverted and shy. And so when we would go to like his company work parties and things like that, it used to bug him that I had no problem what he called working the room and he struggled so hard. But I was better friends with some of his coworkers than he was because it just was as easy for me and always has been. And so that sometimes would be construed as me being overly flirty, which really bothered him. So I, I had to make sure that I wasn't super flirty with or just very talkative. But it, for me, that was a weird thing because like if I see someone standing off by themselves at an event, I'm going to go over and be like, hey, how are you? And, you know, kind of pull them into the crowd because no one wants to, you know, be the wallflower and no one's talking to you. So I'm pretty good at that. But uh, it, it shocked me. When my ex, my ex husband was a person who actually approached swinging to me, and what was that like? <laughs> I, I don't think I've told this story on any of our podcasts, so I'm gonna I'll tell it real quick. So before you tell the story, can you share with us what were you feeling when he first asked you? I was shocked, shocked, and not appalled at all, but shocked and like. So why were you not appalled? I'm gonna I'm gonna revert back to that really quick because. Like some people would have just been like, are you crazy? Why, why would you even bring that up? I mean, I I did. I mean, I got the stare of death. I mean, why would, what was not appalling to you? I think the idea of, and maybe the reason it didn't appall me is just because I've always thought that monogamy is something that we're fed to believe. Right. And so. Kind of like the old fables, Jack and Jill run up the hill. Kind of more along the Mickey lines. Mickey and Minnie. No, 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 no. Donald I don't think of it. Okay. All right. Not cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of like the Hallmark Channel, right? Or like, you know, the perfect Cinderella story where you're going to grow up and you're going to meet this amazing person and you're going to get married and you're going to have two kids and live in a white big house with a white picket fence, blah, blah, blah. Right? So the idea that, I guess for me, the idea of monogamy has always been kind of a like the kind of thing where I think, well, I, you know, I don't really think that I think if everything is on the up and up and you're honest with each other, then why not? Right. Do you, now I have a question that's a side question uh, just to spark some conversation because I'm kind of curious your thoughts. I kind of shared my thoughts on marriage and I, and I'm going to say this really quick. I don't think that every marriage kind of splits off and you grow as different people. There's certainly people that find their way back again and have an amazing marriage. But what are your thoughts on like as you grew differently, do you think that you guys would have come back together eventually or found your way back? For my marriage with my ex, no. Because the reason that it ended is because there wasn't love there to begin with. So he felt that I know that he respected me, cared about me. I care about him. We're still good friends. Matter of fact, we we spent Christmas together this year. So we did. We, we did. The three of us. How interesting was that? Um, but no. We didn't get naked, by the we way. We did not get naked, no. No, we did not. But we had fun and we laughed a lot. And we had some really delicious bourbon. We did. And so, you know what? You can be friends with your ex. It's a good thing. But for us, the my ex and I, it, it was a, a lack of strong feelings. It was, yes, you're a great person. Yes, I respect you and I care about you. But I don't feel for you the way I'm supposed to feel about the person person that I'm going to be married to and spend my life with. And so for both of us, we've both moved on. We're both happier. And I can tell you that I love Matt and feel much stronger for Matt than I ever did when I was married, which tells me a lot about what. So I don't think that we would have ever come back together. Could we have stayed where we were forever? Probably. We had a very, very good partnership. It was very comfortable, right? It was super comfortable. It was super easy. It was like a well-oiled machine, but it wasn't fulfilling the way it should be. 
Right. And I, I have to say that's probably a really good analogy for my marriage. I don't know. It, was a, it wasn't a well-oiled machine. We're missing some gears every once in a while, but uh, or teeth on the gears. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, it was just routine. I knew the, I knew what the routine was going to be, and it was just comfortable. It, yeah. wasn't a, it wasn't what I imagined the marriage should be. Right. The yeah. passion was lacking. Yeah. Like I could count on one hand the number of times in a dozen years that my ex and I would have ever raised our voice to each other. Right. We just we just went with the flow. And yeah. Not that, you know, not that raising your voice is any sign of passion or anything, but just to show that there was so little argument, so little discord. It, it was more of just, we made the best roommate. Yeah. <laughs> so sad to so, say, but true. Going back to your original statement of him introducing the idea. Oh, the dear life- God, this is funny. You're going to love this. You're going to love this story. We So we had been at Sam's. And do you know those giant swing things that they have in the spring? They're like a pergola with a bed, like a like a like a day bed on yeah, like like a bally bed on like a on a swing with like a pergola over it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I I was in love. I saw that thing, and I'm like, oh my god, I want that for the backyard. And my ex is like, we're not spending eight hundred dollars on a swing. I'm like, come on. I really wanted it. Did you say it just like that? I did. <laughs> Those eyes did not work on him. They did not. They, <laughs> they work on Matt sometimes. <laughs> not, not all the time, though. But once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a yeah. while. I bat my eyelashes a lot. <laughs> but we're we're <laughs> we're home later that evening, and we're you know getting ready for bed, brushing our teeth. We're both in the bathroom, and he looks at me and he's like, "What would you think about swinging?" And that's exactly what he said. And in my head, all I could think of is. <gasps> Oh my God, we can get the swing? Yes. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want to do it. And he's like, you do? And that is <laughs> the look, the blank stare he gave me was like, I can't believe you're agreeing to this. <laughs> anyway, it was, we were a little off. And then I was like, wait a minute. Did you get the swing? We did not. <laughs> did not. Like, I'll swing with you, but you have to buy me the swing. I, that's what I should have said. <laughs> but what ended up happening is, you know, he's like, I've, I've been researching this. I've looked at some stuff online and he's like, and his reason for wanting to swing was that he had not really dated much before he met me and hadn't really had many experiences sexually outside of what we had shared together. And so he really wanted to be able to experience variety and just different, you know, different than your normal partner kind of thing. And so I was like, okay, yeah. And so I actually, I think I shocked him because he went to work the next day and I was home the next day. And so I popped on to Swing Life, set up a profile, threw some pictures up of us. And uh, we actually started talking to the first couple that we met inside like maybe three or four days. Three or four days? Yeah. I mean, oh. just talking. We didn't meet them. I know. Like that's month, pretty cool, but... though. Yeah. It's a good story. It was. And, and, you know, we probably should have had now, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We should have had way more conversations because our, our marriage did end up failing and we, we did end up divorcing. But And it didn't really have anything to do with our swinging. It, it was more to do with what we realized about our relationship with each other. But so, I, I would caution people to maybe have a few more conversations before you dive in. So this goes back to something I think we've talked about before, that swinging won't fix your marriage. No, it's not. It's not a Band-Aid. So what was your first time meeting a couple like? Oh, my God. I was so nervous. 
man. We have been talking to this couple for over a month, and they lived a couple hours away. And uh, I remember we were meeting in the middle, like as an hour and 10 drive for us and about the same for them. I was so... Did you guys like meet at a hotel and stuff? No, we met at a a really cute uh, restaurant, kind of like a farm to table, but with a retro vibe. It was really a cool place. And so what's interesting is they put us in a a curved booth. Yeah. half moon booth and the husband and wife sat down on one side and then um, my ex was like okay go ahead and you know slide in so that put me next to the other husband and then the wife and my ex were like across from each other and so I sat next to this gentleman and it was so nice to finally meet them that we hugged them when we came in and he put so we'd already hugged and we'd already talked in the parking lot on the way in and then when we sat down he put his hand on my knee oh my goodness what was that like Oh, my God. I didn't know what to think. And I had on this little summer dress, and he was, like, tracing circles on my kneecap. And I was, like, I I was so turned on. Really? Oh, God. I was so turned on. It was... Because it's like, you know what you're, you know, we'd had so many conversations about fantasies and like, this is the first person outside of my ex-husband that I had been with in a dozen years. And I was, (laughs) I was a puddle. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That's embarrassing, but yeah, it was. It was fun, though. It was. We actually did not end up full swap with them that night. We, there was a lot of making out, and there was. A, and I felt like a teenager in the backseat of my of my vehicle making out with someone, but it was really good. So we we actually ended up having an ongoing relationship with them for about six months. Oh wow! Or so, and uh, still, I'm still friends with them to this day. And so, did you guys ever experience like more than just that one couple, or was that? That was that kind of the only couple that you guys. Oh were? no no we were we were with wow I have to think about this this is going back some time there Matt <laughs> uh, over the course of the time we spent together my ex and I spent together in the lifestyle I think we were probably with maybe a half a dozen. Couples. Well, I mean, it, yeah, the number is not really important. Yeah. I just didn't know if you guys had other couples or if that yeah. was your primary couple that you guys. It was with. our primary couple that we were the closest to for quite mm-hmm. some time, and probably overall in the lifestyle together, that couple we shared more with than any other couple. And they were definitely looking at more of the social side of swinging, where they wanted to develop a long term relationship and kind of have the boyfriend girlfriend experience a little bit. Yeah. Um, which was not something that my ex was looking for. He was looking for experiences. So that didn't really mesh up too well and I think that's kind of what eventually made that situation kind of like feather out at the end but I think overall we were in it together about a about a year and probably met a half a dozen couples yeah so there was there were the the one couple that we met that invited us to their lake house and we were like okay and We'd had dinner with them once, and it seemed okay. They were, you know, they were cool. They were fun. Um, so they're like, "Well, you know, bring a bag, stay the night." We're, so we know it's going to be play. And we get there, and they're naked. Like we pulled in the driveway, and they're and I texted, "We're here," and they're like, "We're on the back deck." We walk around the side of the house, and they are on their deck, completely naked. And I was like. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I was so new to the lifestyle and so nervous about things still. Yeah, that might be a story for another time. Oh, my God. That was that was something. <laughs> so do you feel like that part of your life with your ex-husband, do you feel like that kind of influenced you in any way in the lifestyle? Hmm. I think that it, it opened my eyes to a lot of things. It opened my eyes to the need for excellent communication in this lifestyle to know what your partner's looking for and what you're looking for to make your boundaries together 
to definitely decompress after an experience or after a date night or what or you know whatever however you want to look at those the, the times that you spend with other couples with whether there's play or whether it's just you know friends getting together the need for that conversation afterwards with your primary partner those are things that my ex and I didn't do a very good job of and I think that it's better to have that so yeah, I think that keeping communications is super important. And that's something that I learned being in the lifestyle with my ex. That would be the biggest thing that I would say are the most important. But then I, I think that Matt and I both feel like you really can't, it would be really difficult to be in this lifestyle with someone and not have excellent communication. I find it, I mean, to do it in a healthy way and to be supportive of each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked about every aspect. Well, not every, I mean, all the things, all the things always crop up, but right. we do talk about a lot of different things. Right. So when my marriage dissolved, we had been seeing another couple for a little while and knew them pretty well. And it was a situation where I was very connected to them, but my ex really didn't feel that strong of a connection and had stepped back from playing with them, but had given me the, I guess, hall pass, you would call it, to explore that situation as much as I wanted. He knew how well I connected with them and he wanted me to be able to have that. So I actually kept dating them and uh, eventually they asked me to move in with them. So for a little while, I actually lived in a triad uh, for about a year and a half with a couple. And that was, that was interesting because I didn't really understand polyamory when I first started dating them and did, first did you lived with them. have an idea of what that was? An idea. But, I mean, I had read, like, The Ethical Slut, and I've read more than two. And so I had some, I had read some books about it, and I knew other people that were in relationships like that. But it's totally different to read it and to experience it. Or to live it, rather. To live it, right? That's, that's different. And so it, it's challenging to live in a triad. You really, re I mean, I know I keep talking about communication, but let me tell you something. If you think you have a lot of communication in a two-person relationship, add another person. <laughs> it's, especially when the, the couple that I lived with had been married for over 20 years. And, and so, now they're throwing you in the mix. Right. And so that is a long time for a couple to be together and to have their, they have their comforts right like they're they're in this place where they do things the way that they do them because that's the way that they like them more of a routine yes and so then you add another person into that and that person is trying to fit into that routine and it can be really hard to mesh even when you love even when there's love involved it can still be hard to mesh everyone has to be willing to make compromises and to share their feelings and share their thoughts and you have to be able to listen. So I felt like it's wonderful and hard all at the same time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So were you were you seeing other people yes. at that time? Mm -hmm. as well? It was an open triad. So they were dating other couples because they were still swingers. Sometimes we dated together. So they would, like, if they met a couple, they would say, you know, we were couples dating couples, but then we also have, a you know, a unicorn, and she sometimes dates with us. Yeah. And then I was actually dating independently myself and would occasionally go out or have secondary relationships besides my relationship with them. Right. And that's when I met Matt. Da -da -da. <laughs> and it was, it was amazing. But for the first six months we were together, I 
was still in the triad and for the first few months still dating a couple other people. And then that all kind of slowly dwindled down because Matt and I started spending more time together. And then I kind of went to where I just basically had a dual primary where I was still living in the triad and then was dating just Matt. And that eventually, the triad eventually dissolved as things do. And then since then, it's just been a primary relationship with Matt. There's been some secondary, but like I said, lately we've kind of honed that into just sharing these experiences together right which is pretty pretty good for us i think yeah, I, mean, I think we, we're in a real happy place with that right we just like watching each other and, oh right yeah yeah being a part of that it is it's so fun and that is one of the things i love about this lifestyle being able to look over and see matt having such a good time watching him pleasure someone or watching someone pleasure him is oh, it's so hot it I is love it. Very hot watching you too. Right. Yeah, and the noises and the wow. And the energy. The Just energy is incredible. Sharing the energy and the laughs and being able to get together with friends and be flirty and fun and just let go and relax has. Yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, too, for us, we haven't really met anyone yet who has been like, "Oh, you guys aren't together." Right. Yeah, we wondered about that in the beginning because we're like, "Well, we're not married, but we're together. We're, I mean, we're tight and we're." Our relationship is wonderful. I love where it's at. But, you know, for some couples, they're, we worried that that would be something that would maybe make them hesitant. Right. But I think then they meet us and they're like, oh, okay, we get it. Yeah. So, yeah, there you have it. That is, is that every square inch? I don't know. It feels like a lot. It does feel like a lot. And, and our listeners are probably like, wow, this has gone long. <laughs> but if you guys have any questions or want Maybe we can elaborate on something for you. Please yeah, feel free to reach out. Yeah, we absolutely would. We're happy to. I know we talked about a lot of different scenarios here tonight. So if anyone has anything, especially about like the triad or, yeah. you know, open dating from the beginning. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty, pretty amazing. It but is. it was, it was weird a little bit because you would share some things with me and you're like, do you, do you really want to hear this? And I'm like, sure. Yeah. I would be like, I could tell you about what happened last weekend, but. I'm going to be talking about, you know, playing with somebody else. Are you sure? And he'd be like, yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of hot, actually. <laughs> actually, it wasn't kind of hot. It was hot. I'm I'm pretty sure that sparked lots of play for Matt and I. <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah. He'd like tell you the story and like, hey, let's go do that. <laughs> yeah. Or let's, hmm, yeah. Yeah. Let's get down to business. <laughs> right. So this wraps up. Episode one. Of season two. Of so season there's a couple two. things that we did mention prior, but we, we do have an Instagram page. And Julie, where do you, where can people go find us on Instagram? They can find me or Matt. It's one it's one account. It's just too complicated to keep up with multiple accounts. But it's Julie American Polly is our Instagram handler. Yes. And we are also doing some updates to the website. We, yes. What are we having going on there? We have some merchandise going on. Um, we have, we set up with Patreon. Yes. If anyone wants to support us. And if you do, there's some quite lovely little gifts from Matt and I. Yes. Support us. And uh, more to come. More to come. Those are the big two things that we've started. You can also listen to all the podcasts on the website. Uh, there's also the blog if you want to ask questions or leave comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to mention is we are getting ready to start. So see episodes two, three, and four of season two are going to be a three-part. We're going to do our first multi-part delve into podcasting. So you'll have to... 
there'll be they should be 30 minute segments mm-hmm. and there'll be three of them and they will all go together and we're going to release one every week so we'll see how that goes yes we'll see how if you guys like having a longer discussion some of the topics we want to talk about are more complicated and we don't want to make our podcast two hours long right. <laughs> so we thought like we'll maybe break this it one up. could be I, don't know. I know right we could go we could go on forever but <laughs> so. um but no we do have some interesting things in the works for you guys and if there's anything that you would like to talk about or like have us talk about please feel free to reach out to us via email through our website um, you can also reach out to us on reddit this is true. You can reach out. We have. Up. We do have a Reddit account, too, I think American it's, Poly on Reddit. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Julie and Matt, I think. Yes. So you can you can reach out to us on there. Um, we often will post when we do a new episode. We can answer questions that way. We're very happy to hear from all of you. So. Until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thanks for listening to American Poly.